Oh, yeah, I was watching that too. I watched that in like uh, the one where he was talking about his recovery from his health. Like, well, first he talked about like how he was trying to do um, plant based diets, stuff like that. But when he was talking from the, the like the 13 minute on on that video on YouTube, literally almost everything he was saying was like exactly how I feel. You know, I mean, he's just a more successful person, but it's talking about how like. You know, when you when you have an, a situation like that, you view your time differently. You know, you you like miss me with all this bullshit type of stuff. You know, which is completely how I feel right now. Like the value of money, the value of certain things, man. And so when I watched that, it just kind of was like ah, made me feel like I'm not doing enough. You know what I'm saying? But then I never really feel like I'm doing enough. So. Same, man. I listened to that. I was like, shit, that's a guy. Even the last time he did the podcast, too, it's like the same feeling. It's like, shit, I don't do enough. But it, it's really cool to hear his insight on like his his journey through that. And I'm just like, man, like, I'm I'm healthy and I'm not even busting like that. So yeah, yeah I, could, I could definitely see that. We shouldn't judge ourselves against others, but it's like, I never feel like I'm good enough, man. And it just kind of had a slap in the face where it's just like, am I doing, am I doing enough? You know, and we, can, and we can only do, in a way, it sounds weird to say this, but we can only do so much that is within our, our, our ability. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at least maybe that's a limiting belief, but it's like, you know, not everybody was meant to do certain things. And sometimes you can try to push yourself to a certain level, but your your either your body can't handle it, your mind can't handle it, you know? That's why not a lot of people can be like Navy SEALs and you know, things like that. It's like some people just don't have that ability. I don't know. What do you do you think that's our ego or do you think that's like uh like expectation versus reality or us like Fighting with the grips of what is really happening in the world. And Turn off the TV real quick so there's not in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. Keep it going. Go ahead. Okay, ask that question again. Sorry. I'm, I'm, oh, no, you're good. Um, ask that question again. Am I, am I coming in? No, you're, you're good. I'm just putting it on so it looks more official. But um, ask Oh, question. yeah, no, you're good. What's that question? Because I'm trying to understand what you mean by that, like the as far as ego. Like you know how, uh, like how what you were saying, like how we always have a tendency to, you know, whether we don't want to, it's almost like we do play some form of, uh, you know, comparing or kind of doing a side by side, and it, the goal is not to do that, but it's tough when we all live in a, you know, in a culture in a society where it's like that's what's dreaming or that's what's in our faces or even if it's just in our own little microcosm that's just something that like yeah is it ever enough because i always have those doubts too especially my darker like you know especially when i'm like in my zone i'm just like man it's almost like a what's that called uh they call that a it's shit i'm I'm forgetting inferiority complex or something like that i've heard of something like that where it's like you just constantly think uh, you're a phony. Like I think like that all the time. Like I'm, yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm, like, I'm a, I'm a sham. <laughs> yeah, I feel like like my friend was saying the same thing years ago. He said, "You you think you're a phony when you're not." And it's just like, 
it, it, it's, it's a mixture. I think it's a mixture of all the things. And I know that's kind of a cop out, but it's like, first of all, we, we, we look at other people, in my opinion, uh, we look at other people and we judge ourselves to that because we, we basically identify, that's how we identify things. You know what I'm saying? We identify things by a quick glance. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Because it just sort of a video pause. So we do like so like, you know what? So when people get mad about like, oh, don't stereotype things or don't judge me. Well, this is our innate thing is to see if something is safe or unsafe, right? So we're we're judging. We're making quick, right? But then to understand how great we are, we compare it to something that we believe is great, you know? And how do we compare? on that end you know just to just to gauge uh in a sense how well we're doing uh now the issue sometimes is that we're we're gauging on unrealistic expectations you know because we have to you have to usually build up to a certain point in your life you know and sometimes we think that we need to be you know uh nba status when we didn't even go through college you know what i'm saying our upbringing i mean i think some of it yes because i i believe that the baby boomers um and then the ones before them right so the baby boomers just say minority parents right like minority parents um because of some of the things that they went through right that they knew that they weren't given certain opportunities that they had to have a higher expectation Okay, so they're like, oh, no, 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 being just okay isn't going to cut it. We're, you know, Filipino or Mexican, you have to work harder, you know? And then they pass that down to us because, you know, their thought process is, oh, yeah, you, you can't just get by on this. You have to be excellent. And it becomes like this complete stress, like, um of what maybe excellence might be or maybe what is considered good, you know? Um, and not in a, a, a way of, like, everyone wins, but everybody has, like I said last week, a gift. And you're good at something. Uh, but you just got to figure out what you're good at. So sometimes you may not be good or be great at basketball, but you can be great at podcasting or something like that. Am I, hopefully I'm making sense. I'm not just rambling. No, that makes sense to me. It's almost like, I think it's because sometimes we'll maybe view certain peers of ours maybe to a certain degree. And it sucks because it's not one of those things like you openly say, like, oh, hey, man, like, you're, like, doing great, man, and I'm doing nothing. It's like, no, it's like, yo, man, like, it's dope that he's doing that. Am I doing anything? And then it becomes this kind of like, what do I want to do? Because I, I think I, I feel you in the idea that I, I do a lot of things, and I don't know if it's because I'm looking for, like, kind of my thing or... I really just like doing a lot of different things, um, but I I don't know what is complete like, you know, happiness or complete, uh, whatever I would think the next guy has. You know what I mean? That that's what I can. The mystery is to me. I'm like, well, what is it that I'm really chasing? What is it that I'm, or what is it that I really want to be at? And that's kind of like the conundrum, I guess, of 
you know, being an adult or in today's world and trying to fight against, you know, culture's, uh, you know, um, expectation maybe of, uh, of a male at a certain age, you know, just trying to fend off those expectations, I think is always, it is, you know, something tough to do. When you say a pursuit of happiness and that's all depending on where you're at, but what happens a lot of times is people like, man, I can't wait till I make that $70,000 job. And you make a $70,000 job and you're like, ain't enough. I need a hundred. You get a hundred, ain't enough. I need more. And then sometimes mm-hmm. the, the the positive side is people are saying that you're you're always trying to improve and get better. But the negative side sometimes is that you're you may never be happy because you're always moving the goalpost. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not it's like, oh I got this, this yeah. goal and then you're moving the goalpost and is and then if you're not hitting that goal or getting to where you think you need to be, then for some, I know for me, sometimes I get upset, you know? Do you think, like, that's unique to you? Or do you think that everybody kind of goes through something like this, but only certain people actually either talk about it or wear it on their sleeve or actually are willing to converse about it? You know what I mean? Versus everybody that's like, oh, everything's great, man. Everything's there. I'm like, man, there's no way you could be that positive all the time. Yeah. like. I'm more of a There's got to be some darkness. I'm more of a you know what I mean? I don't think that uh, that somebody can be positive all the time, you know. But that's because mm-hmm. of how I grew up, you know, <laughs> and what I've been through. Um, I, I think that people, I think honest, honestly, people don't talk about it, and the only reason they now probably talk about it because I'm sounding like a jerk for saying it, but it's like it's kind of cool to talk about it now. Like, like you've seen these commercials, mm-hmm. like. Uh, being alone during COVID, I know it's hard and blah, 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 and you're sitting there, and I'm sitting there like, there's that jerk side of me, like, y'all never act like you never alone or down and out, you know? Like, what the fuck? You know? But we're, it's also because we've probably been at a different level. Like, we've already went past that. Most people are now dealing with some of the things that we probably felt years ago. And when we wanted to talk about it, it's... It, it was kind of like uh, taboo. I mean, and I think, and I and I say this to say, like, I remember years ago you wanted to dance, and and I believe your brother, man, he had said something that I was like, damn. But truthful, he was like, you, you're getting to the wrong side of twenty. Still wanting <coughs> to dance, right? Kind of like a slap in the face, right? But you at that time, what you were trying to do wasn't really heard of on a glo- on a big scale, you know? But now it seems like more people are trying to do that, you know, and there's more avenue. So some of the stuff that you wanted to do or you were, or that you were going through, you probably were paving the way for other people to open open up and actually talk about it, you know? Hey, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I, I, I would look at it that way. You know what I mean? It, feel, it feels like everything I've done is either too early or too late. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm sitting here and I'm seeing all these child producers. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know where to go. I didn't even know how to buy uh, what equipment to buy until I almost joined the Navy. And then I was like, okay, I didn't know where to go. Didn't know where to start. Now I got to figure out how to do it. And this is pre YouTube of actually people actually telling you what to do like there's this weird thing of knowledge where people don't really tell you exactly what to do in in art they just want to tell you broad ideas of it because they don't want to tell you your secret your secret 
Because once you they know your secret, then quote unquote they can use that against you or be better than you. You know. That's funny because remember when uh, there's this part that Kevin Hart was talking about in the uh, podcast when he was talking about like, yeah, everybody be too cool. Like remember that Jeff uh, Bezos uh, story he had? He was like, I, I didn't check that part. Out. I only checked the 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 heel part, but I'll I'll check the Jeff uh, Bezos one. Well, basically for the gist, he just basically said like everybody's too cool to like share information that's stupid because that's how we get better that's how we leave a better society behind is by uh helping the next generation and and we should talk about these things like he was like yeah i'm this guy that started from here and now i'm here yeah i take these movies and i'm doing this and i'm doing this and ask me like hell yeah if i was me and i was wanting to like just tap in and trying to figure out what i do and how i do what i do I totally ask, but for some reason in today's society, you can't talk about it. Like everything's taboo or it's off-putting. You could only talk about what is presented to talk about. Kind of like what you said with the whole like, oh, you're alone, COVID. Like that YouTube channel, it's like, uh, hang out with me. And it's like this weird introduction to like being okay with being by yourself. I'm like, motherfucker, this revolution has been happening since forever. Like. Everybody has this in them, but it is funny that it does play out kind of magnified right now where it's like, it's okay now, you know, like uh, to be sad and let's talk about these problems and let's do this. I'm like, shit, back then it's like, oh, you, you think you suck? Oh, you try, you, you, you garbage. Don't say nothing. No crying. No emotions. No emotion. No emotions. Grab your balls or whatever. Yeah, and, sack up. And, and then fight through it. And it's, and it was like, now some of it is good to be mm-hmm. super, but it's like, and that's where sometimes, like, like, it's that asshole thing where you, like, sometimes you go through something, so you want somebody else to go through it, too, so they mm-hmm. understand, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right about passing the information, and, and, and even for me, like, making beats, right? I I mean, I think you know me as a person who's caring and giving, but the moment somebody makes a competition out of it, then I want to cut your throat off, right? <laughs> like I'm, I, So, like, I... I would I like helping people with making beats, but the moment somebody tries to sit there and say I'm better than you, or make it a competition, I'm not helping you. You know what I'm saying? And then mm, I'm that's true. Destroy everything you've ever done because I, I don't know why it just turns that way. I'm I'm love. I feel like I'm loving and giving, but once you start to try to like knock me down or say you're better than me, then then I, for some reason I just I there's that major switch that flips you know because i i believe that yes there are people that are sometimes better than you because they put in the work but at the same time i also think like no one's really better than you You know what i'm saying because what you have is its own gift mm-hmm. you know and maybe that's some malarkey but i i mean that's what i believe you know like michael jordan's amazing he's the greatest basketball player has more money than me doesn't mean he's a better person than me you know what i'm saying mm. so that's true you know, so once somebody makes like a like some type of competition, then it's just that's just just how I'm wired, man. That's a bad wired too. I know, I, but I can't don't you think it's like paused? But yeah, but don't you think like that's how we all are to many degrees? I, I want to say at least even for me, I'm competitive. Like even when I play, like I remember uh, I would play in this board game with my brothers uh, called Settlers of Catan. And we had this game, and I just remember blowing up, like, 
I was getting hella competitive. And then me and my brother got into it and we didn't talk for like six months. And I was like, shit, that's because of my dumbass, you know, competitive nature. It's like the minute it turns into like that kind of game, I'm in, like I'm winning or nothing. But I think there's there's other dynamics. I mean, yes, I, I think that a lot of people are like that, right? Mm-hmm. But the question is, is your youngest brother very competitive? Ooh. No, not so much. Okay, so I'm only asking you that because what, what's going on, in my opinion, mm-hmm. knowing your history, right? <laughs> Being the middle child, right? And this is just most people. Most of oh, the, yeah. the middle child feels like they're left out. Okay, the middle child always feels like like literally like like j cole's like okay nobody you worry about the youngest and you worry about the oldest but the middle child is left out right and so and so uh and usually the middle child and the and the older ones are gonna butt heads because the older one is leading the way and sometimes the middle child's like being left out but you don't agree with the older one you know i can see that he's kind of in my way yeah it's kind of in your way and then the, the younger one it, you're uh not you but most people would be upset about the attention but then you're also like oh i'm the old brother i gotta protect you you know what i'm saying yeah that is also true you know so it's like even though you're like some some of them are like oh getting all attention gets everything he wants and there's a jacked up part of it about it you're still out there to protect them because now you're 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 also quasi the older brother but it's sometimes like that fight between the eldest you know what I'm saying? Like, for yeah. attention, for for whatever. Because also the eldest, depending on how close you guys are in age, also the eldest is probably guiding you through certain stuff and then beating you up. You know what I'm saying? But can't be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like, it's like a lot of different things. But also, like, I think we as men are just naturally competitive, right? We're just like, it's kind of like, I got to showcase why I'm more attractive to this woman or some somebody of the opposite sex or now the the same sex. It's like this competition at all times. You got you, you got you I mean even if you not even got a bad one. I mean you might think she's bad or whatever. You think you got a bad girl or a bad piece and then it's like now you're on edge because you already know some other dude is out there thinking they're better than you. And then you're kind of on edge. I mean, am I am I am I wrong for? I mean, am I weird for saying? I that? I look at it that way. I look at it uh, like, uh, and in that I will reference the Kevin Hart one because it's it's pretty fresh on my mind. But he also has this other thing where uh, he talks about the game of life. Like he's like, "Yo, life's a game, and there's levels and all that." Mm-hmm. So on that, what you were talking about, there is some form of uh, competitiveness that's understated, I think, amongst men where there is this kind of competition. Like when it comes down to females, it's like, you know, we up in the club and there's a female and there's a couple of suitors and you're just like, oh, I need to, I need to put my best foot forward. I need to, you know, go in there, do my thing and see if I can win. You know, it's like a, it's something that I, I, I believe I, I'm on the same tape with you. I think it is natural. I think it is instinctual in our, in our DNA. And I think with today's world, it's almost like um, it's, it's, it's not, it's unsavory to act like that in public almost even more so now than it ever has been, which is crazy because it's almost to our nature where you can't help it. You know how, you know, every time you're like, 
uh, when we talk about losing uh, control or kind of like, man, I did kind of get off the rails a little bit. I've been like that this past week. And it's just like, shit, it's just in, it's in my nature. And I try to contain that, you know, and that's kind of like dealing with life, I guess. I'll just say, I got to ask you, what caused you to lose your control? You don't have to go into the, the deep. Yeah. But what, what was it that kind of triggered you, I guess? I don't know. I think it's like, uh, probably a lot of the stuff I've been watching, I've been watching, you know, like a lot of the politics that are happening right now with the current situation and. And I, I've been I've been hearing different opinions and drawing my own conclusions, but a lot of them are to my own self. And then you know when I'm out in public at certain places, I have a tendency to like hone in on those things. And you know I don't say I easily feel triggered. I think more or less I'm just sleep deprived, and it's like a hundred degrees today, um, and allergies are whooping my ass. Besides that, I just feel irritable. So when there's just like one little thing that just like, ugh like just irritates me whether it's like i i almost it's not their fault but i i have this kind of view or anger towards this opinion or idea and i just straight up latching on them i'm like yo oh, you're the one that bleh. and then i'm just like fuck i should but i can't help I, it <laughs> i i feel weird because it's like it's good to be passionate about something it's good mm-hmm. to be motivated about something uh, but my piano instructor has said this for years to me. It's like, he who angers you controls you. And I believe that's true because, like, now all of a sudden my day's messed up because of somebody that might have attached something that I don't agree with. And it just, they they hit the right trigger and now I'm upset, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, at the same time, it's like, we're human. We can't be numb to everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There has got to be something that pa- is passionate to you. It's just yeah. how we go about communicating when we don't agree or if we're upset, you know, because being upset doesn't equal always yelling, you know, and that's something that I have to work on myself, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I learned sometimes in the Navy when I was just like, when I got mad, I'd just do a knife hand and I'm like, okay, but I didn't even scream. You know? Oh. And you know, and you know that some people are really angry when they don't scream and they're really calm about it. You know what I'm saying? That's a hard one to master. But I mean, maybe it comes better with age. You know, I think that when we're able to identify it at least immediately and then almost to the point where we could come up with methods to prevent it, I think then that's where we're really making, you know, good progress and trying to, you know, scale that back. Like it's been a while since I felt like this, but I mean, given the circumstances, this is just a weird time in the world. And it's just, you know, me just trying to stay loose and, uh, you know, stay positive, I think is always going to be yeah, uh, challenging going forward, you know? Yeah, man, I don't even know. I, I mean, I don't know what, I mean, I know what triggered me and the people that triggered me, but I also think partially because, I mean, this is the sensitive part, is because I'm alone in the house and not a lot of human interaction as in touch or the physical presence, I, like, it there's things where I'm, I may be mad about that I'm sacrificing certain things that I believe to be true by staying in, wearing masks, and whatever. And then you see other people who are not doing that, and you just want to get through this whole stage. You just want this thing to end, you know? And now it's like you're seeing that, and then this person is triggering you with something when you're already maybe a little bit irritated about what's going on already around you, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I know that there is a saying going around where this 
pandemic, the way that we're handling it could probably kill more people than the pandemic itself, just because of like how long people have been out of work now. And I mean, the landscape really changed. Like I'm, you know, fortunately I'm still able to, you know, have a job. Unfortunately, also I have to actually go in and do physical work, which isn't a problem, but it's just way different than what a lot of people aren't. And I'm driving to work in downtown during rush hour and there's like no traffic. It's kind of eerie. It's nice, but it's eerie. And I'm just like, this is, this has been reality for a while now. And I'm just like, you know, uh, it's anxious more or less, but you know, I'd stay positive. You know what I mean? Like, it's really not that bad at the end of the day. I think we'll get out of it just like everything else. I'm just more anticipating and I'm just anxious to kind of bust through to the next layer of, of whatever life is going to be after this. You know what I mean? Because it's definitely going to be different. So I'm already anxious, man. It's not going to be the same. It's going to be a new norm. Like that's a new statement. But with everything that happens like this, there's just new things that happen. You know, 9-11, new ways on how we're flying and how we go about being checked and everything. I mean, it's it's weird to think because I was watching Seinfeld the other day, it's weird to realize that you could have just went straight to the terminal. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, mm-hmm. it's crazy. But but before, you could go straight to the terminal. You probably, probably could have just snuck on a plane without anybody paying attention, you know? And it's like, those are some of the things where you're like, those are security things that you probably should have had in place. But... You know, it's just crazy to think that, like, some things that are revolutionary sound so archaic before, you know? Yeah, I, that speaks to our evolution, man. Like, we are really going into this this digital age, man. It's funny. I was talking to some of the younger cats uh, at my job, uh, and they're, like, in their, like, early 20s, mid-20s. And I was telling them about, like, middle school. And I was telling them about the – we were talking about the Internet. And I was like, dude, I have learned about, like – building internet like uh websites in seventh grade and i was just like damn like that's so it's so uh rudimentary like remember when we were on like infoseek and lycos and and mr hertz class in seventh grade to harry daddy you're like yo what do we what is this like what is a website like what am i doing now we're like yo we got computers in our pockets i'm like this is crazy it almost took about two minutes to download a boob you know what i'm saying yeah for real, <laughs> and then they didn't have security blocks back in school. Like they didn't nah. have that. They like I think about some of the stuff. Was like they did not have security blocks on the school campus. Nah. And the only reason imagine was the person that played basketball with you with some very rough hands, and he was <laughs> like, "Look, Playboy.com works." I was like, "Wait, they won't." Like to me, I'm thinking like we couldn't access that, and that was already there. You know. <laughs> Yeah, I think the minute they introduced technology to school is when they lost handle of it. Can you imagine if you had like Twitter, Instagram, and the internet on your phone right now during seventh, eighth oh, grade? My my ADD would be off the <laughs> hook, and then I'd probably be looking at naked pictures all day. You know what I'm saying? Like all day long. Be, that be, bathroom would have a line. Yeah, be, yeah. Be like, hey, Marcus, you've been in the bathroom for twenty <laughs> minutes now. For real. Paper. For real, it's, that's so funny, man. It's true because, like, but maybe are these kids though evolved? Are they better than us? Are they not uh, as uh, archaic as us? Or do you think they're the same? Like, because we're never gonna know what these kids are going through at that. Like, se- imagine a seventh, eighth grader right now. Who are they, and what are they like? Because there's no way they're like us. <laughs> I think I th- it's weird because I feel like there's a gap now. It's just like wealth. 
So mm. uh, what I mean by that is that there's times where people get it. The ones that can get it, get it. And the ones that don't, it's like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? You know, like, like there's sometimes I'm watching certain kids and I'm sitting there like, wow. And it's because <laughs> so many things are more advanced and faster to get into that the, the kids can um, learn faster. But also the ones that are left behind are like now considered light years behind, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but like to me, some of the kids that are playing sports, it's like because the focus on a sport is now more centralized and now they're getting personal training. And if you don't have personal training, there's no way you're getting in college. It's completely different than what we grew up. But I still think there's a youthness to kids because there's still stuff that kids laugh about that are silly. But because access to the internet to everything too, there's things that kids are access to early that they should probably shouldn't be, you know, like that their mind hasn't really kind of yeah um, matured for. Yeah, that's like the hardest thing trying to keep the innocence of, of, of children. I totally get that now in my later years because I was perverted very early. You know what I mean? Like just. I think just our era is just a very unique one. Like any other era, probably every era will say it, but ours, especially to me, was very unique just because well, those well, things were kind of around like at a time where it was like, this is brand new. Like Two Live Crew, I'm like, I'm watching Two Live Crew on the box. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> this is crazy. So I think like sex is always interesting to any, especially when you hit your pu- pu- puberty, sex is interesting, right? Uh, but, and 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 I think kids are naturally kind of perverted, but the issue I see is that they have the access so fast with, and even not only just fast, they're like, it's like more graphic than what we probably grew up with or knew about, right? Oh, and, sure. And then also on the flip side, you know, I'm not saying all of them, but some of these kids are seeing that oh, this is what sexy or pretty supposed to be because of the adults that are perverted and and their minds are all askewed and now that we're jacking up their minds right and then now some of the the girls they think that's what they need to look like you know um because i mean i i guess i have a a a battle against plastic surgery i mean don't get me wrong it's like oh i like it but at the same time i don't because it's like man this is not what humans look like you know and this is like idea of like we're talking about perfection, man. You know, like, um, yeah. I mean, I saw the other day like they just showed Chloe Kardashian, and she did not look the same at all. I don't know if she had plastic surgery on her face or not, but it it does not look like the same person that like ten years ago. You know, it's crazy. And, and and I know I don't look like the same person 10 years ago, but I still look familiar. Like, I'm talking about weight or whatever, you know, and or skinny. Yeah. Like, it's not that drastic. It's not like bone structure changes, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't crack. Unless we don't crack, you know what I'm saying? But Hey, black people don't, black people don't age, man. Like, you could, you could be black and 85 and still look like 32. But that's, that just depends on how healthy they keep themselves. Because they, if they on that shiz, <laughs> jacked up. Hell <laughs> <laughs> now to the no now. Oh man. 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Okay, this is what I remember about being told about music and TV. It's like, oh, it's just TV. Oh, it's just music. I remember hearing like a lot of, uh, uh, like looking back, like remember when these things came out and then there was like the government trying to be like, hey, like we need to ban this shit. Like this ain't appropriate for, you know, the country. When you're young, you're like, man, what the fuck? Freedom of speech, you know, you get to say what you want to say. Now being older, you're like, shit. This shit does corrupt minds. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I think everything is some form of, you know, I, I didn't know if I, I believed in, it was a hypnosis before, you know, all that stuff. But now, now I do. And it's not like what we thought it was where I can just be like, throw some things in the air and then be like, oh my gosh, yes, you're going to do what I said. But it's more of a long-term thing. What happens is I keep showing you the fake butts and the fake tits and whatever constantly constantly and constantly and now all of a sudden you think that's the norm right mm -hmm. i mean now it's like oh if she don't have that then what what are you doing you know mm -hmm. and that's where and i'm not just saying that i'm saying like other other things in life i just use that because i think that is run rapid right now and the unfortunate thing it works for a lot a lot of people but it's i i, I think that what happens too is for some of the people who go to it um there's this expected lifestyle that comes with it you know like money happiness fame or whatever whatever that may be you should always be happy who you are but when you start to augment your body it's like at least in my realm or are the things that are been thrown into my face you know i i see a lot of the people who do that it's like they're trying to still club they're trying to still you know have the the nice cars and get the rich men, you know, and the rich men are trying to get women that look like that. And even normal men are trying to get women like that. And then they realize how, how, how much upkeep that is. <laughs> it's like, blind, it's, it's like you make $50,000 a year and you're trying to buy a, a Lamborghini. It's a lot of upkeep to that, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, what is it about people Say what? I said probably really sound sexist saying this. Hey man, it's it, dude. This is shit that you just need to talk about. Whether it's it's right or wrong, this is just how you feel. It's your opinion. You know what I mean? It's like to still live in a world and at least get that off your chest because it's not saying that that you're married to the idea. You're just like yo, that is kind of a a weird thing that we do. These are honest questions, I think, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder why we try hard to either stay young or try to like fight time and like plastic surgery i see as that you know what i mean i see as either uh one of two things either i lack in something maybe and i want to you know have that and if i could have it through this method to give make me feel better do it okay like that's your thing and then there's other things where it's like i don't want my titties to be down to my kneecaps i want my shit to be high and tight I want my lips to be. I mean, what is that? Why? Where does that come from? Do you think it is like uh, TV and, and and you know, oh man, like pornography and shit? Well, pornography, uh, you know, media from because what happens is like most things. You know, uh, and I messaged this photographer on online one time because he was talking about he would get the young one. He's like, yeah, that's a part of the photography. You get the young girls or whatever, uh, you know. And, and I was like, oh, and he's like, because a lot of it is they're tighter fresher or whatever and i'm not trying to be freaky or tighter i'm just talking about the skin looks either smoother or not as wrinkled or yeah not blemished yeah crusted or whatever or cracks so 
those are those parts of youth and it's like everything looks more upbeat so but then also in the reality of that too is that people are afraid to die and mortality is real and if you can look and quote unquote feel young then you may have the identity that our patient or thought process that you're going to live longer you know and for uh, uh there's i mean not all women because some women value themselves differently but for some women their value is only their appearance you know or at least that's that what they put into it you know now you got to also factor in what kind of guys are trying to go for you know because you know the guys that may only want that uh, may have a little bit more money, may have access to newer things all the time. So some women put mainly their value on beauty, and that's how they feel. They feel happier, you know, because because we can also argue like people do that not only for not to get older, but to feel happier about themselves. And I can see that. And I'm like the weird the weird part about it. I think is like, yeah, you can change. You can change your clothes, but does that really change who you are? You know, because when you're that searching, is yeah the question of life. When you're searching for something, if if you have to buy something in order for you to be happy, then are you really happy? You know what I'm saying? Because it's, a lot of things I've heard is like you need to have the internal happiness. Mm-hmm. You you want to be a part like this is where I don't want to be. Um, I don't want to be addicted or, or uh, I mean, I hate the fact that I'm, a, I'm even on dialysis. I have to rely on something. I want to be a person I don't have to rely on something to get by. And then some of the people who get plastic surgery or whatever, they it's like they constantly got to rely on other outside sources to get by through their day or to get by through life because they may not be happy of who they are. You know what we should do? We should interview people that have plastic surgery. (laughs) I'm curious myself because I don't have it and I don't know anybody like directly. At least I suspect people, but I almost don't even want to ask sometimes. But I mean, I'm I'm curious to know because that is a fascinating thing. What drives one to have to alter their body for, you know, if it is for, you know, glamour or if it is for some kind of... uh, weird upgrade what is the true science behind it you know what i mean question, i mean i'm just curious you know the question is though is are they going to be honest you know and some may be honest but it's like because a lot of them will just say oh i did it because i wanted to you know feel more confident about myself yeah fine but I, i'm not you know gonna knock that you, everybody should feel happy of who they are you know um personally i believe you should be happy of who you are within like um the reality of things who you are you know not augmentations you know i had a friend tell me he said well i'm jumping to conclusions but are jumping he was like well if if you judge a, a woman for getting uh you know fake butt or fake boobs what's the difference between that and you getting a new car you know uh however my experience a lot of times this is my my jacked up experience is not factual but i've seen a lot of times where uh i've had in a relationship and their significant other had breast augmentations. And up a, a three-year max, there's been issues in the relationship. Huh. And so 
what I what I said majority of the time is that what happens is, is this is my thought process. This is just anecdotal, not factual. Where's bullshit? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my experience is this, and my my thought process is when uh, your significant other that you've been with wants to get breast implants there's something wrong in the relationship because that person doesn't feel happy over the way that they look. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere down yeah. the line, and they are, uh, your attention, in my opinion, your attention is not good enough. Is it enough? And so by getting that, now they're questioning for more attention. And now that some of them get that attention comes some of the things that they think they want you know the attention that they think they want or the type of guys they think they want and then now they're now it's it's like a, a millionaire it's like a basketball player when they're in college you're cool and all but once you become a basketball player and you get five million dollars a year or more then all of a sudden you have the flocks of these women that you may be attracted to and you thought you want and it's probably not what's really good for you you know, because of that attention. That's true. Especially, yeah, why is that? Like, that is the stigma, but the truth is when you become a sports athlete, I mean, that's what it is. Like, those, that's a thing. I mean, is it bad or good? I I don't know. I mean, I, I can't, you know, judge to say who lives what and what life. But I, I do, I do, re- I, I do agree with you on, on the idea, like, of having to augment is... It's fascinating because I, I could see that, especially in that instance that you were talking about where I could see that how it ruins things because I think the minute that it becomes an option or the person wants to already do it, the problem is already started, you know, and then once the procedure's done, it just folds out and it plays out the way that, you know, it's supposed to play out. So, yeah, yeah. Like, most guys in a relationship be like, hell yeah, I already love you how you are right now. You're getting bigger boobs. Go ahead, <laughs> bro. I love, you know. Mm-hmm. But not seeing that, oh, this could be an issue down the road, you know? Because not only am I loving it, so are these other dudes that have no morals, you know what I'm saying? That don't True. give a F about your relationship. Yeah. You know? True. Uh, that may have more money. And then there comes that attack where you're trying to protect, where you're like, oh, now I got to compete, you know, when I thought my love was enough. And maybe it wasn't enough, you know? Yeah. Fucking relationships, man. That's I don't that's know. always I, the conundrum. I, maybe I sound weird on that stuff. I don't know. No, nah, man. I mean, it's your perspective. You could only draw from what you've either experienced or witnessed. You know what I mean? And everybody has seen different things. I've, I've experienced different things on my own as well. But I, I've seen your situation. I've seen what you're talking about. And I, I've seen that play out to many degrees in certain relationships, too. And relationships are tricky. You're asking basically two people to co-mingle for long periods of time and try to be able to withstand each other somehow, but still love each other and be into each other for a long period of time. It's, it's, it's a very weird, it's a very weird concept. I I don't know how most people do it and nor do I care in a lot of ways, but it's fascinating nonetheless. You know what I mean? Because it's never not on surface. There's always something that brings people together or makes relationships work and it's hard to pinpoint sometimes, but it is fascinating. Well, I mean, I think a good relationship, you have to have a connection and understanding and hopefully similar values. I don't think you have to be the same because there's certain things that you may not like about yourself. Like, I don't want that. 
what I'm what I think you have to have is similar values, right? Because when you have similar values or whatever, then you have a usually stronger connection. But then what happens too is that sometimes people we fall in love. You know, this is a whole another conversation. But sometimes we fall in love with the artificial surface level things because those things can come and go you know but usually the person who you are and your 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 morals your stand your i mean like i'm not trying to say morals like oh i do this i mean like your your uh your values and the way you think that's gonna be usually the same you know how do you introduce that in the world of like you know dating Oh, that's man. always a hard one you know what i mean i'm like the worst because i i mean i've tried online dating you know and it's just like so i may be patting my own back or whatever and i'm and i know i look old and crusty right now but, <laughs> um like in order to love me you have to experience me you know what i'm saying once you understand how i am and you see how i interact with people and then I, how I treat people, you know, look, we've been friends for, man, maybe 30 years, uh, 20 years, 27 plus years, right? Yep. Why are we around? Well, you're around because you also, even though it's been years that we've passed, you're around because you're like, man, I know the type of person he is. Mm -hmm. He might have changed a certain part, parts, mm -hmm. but I know the type of person he is right so when you're going on online dating it's like how do you get somebody how do you get them to get that that bite that hook now you can do you can bite give them to the bite the hook by telling them everything they want to hear everything that they're looking for but what happens is when you meet in person they're gonna see that's fake you know so I rather you I rather when I if I did online dating again it's like I rather like if you don't want to, huh, that's fine. Because mm -hmm. what you're not really seeing is you're just seeing the inter online interaction, but not the real interaction of who I am. Yeah. The layers of um awesomeness that I, I have the ability other than maybe the height, you know? Yeah. No, it's weird because it's like with those things it's almost like um, I've heard it referenced as like, it's almost like a job interview. <laughs> like the type of information you got to put down. It's like you, you applying for a credit card or some shit. <laughs> job interviews are easier to me than dating. Because at least a job interview, you can do research online and be like, oh, okay. And there's other things like, oh, this is what you got to do to get this job. You're like, okay. Uh, 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 <laughs> like ladies, you can do research. Let's mm -hmm. some call it stocking or whatever. Research. But still, there's there's like other factors. Like you could be, like to me, I, I guess I have the ability that I'm a little bit more charming in an interview than I am with dating. Uh, maybe there's a, a different level of confidence that I go into interview. I'm like, okay, I, I guess I go in and it's like, I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't, you know, whatever. And where I mess up is when I want to date somebody. It's because I like them. I actually generally like them and, and I want it to work. You know, it's like that thought process. And I think this is stupid because we all talk about the energy you put out there comes back. Right. And I only say this is stupid is because I've wanted to date certain people and put out that positive energy, but it doesn't come back. You know, so yeah. when some people say, oh, you think about it, whatever the, the universe comes 
to an extent, you can't control people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If it's something you want to do as in career, you can put in more work. But as far as dating, that's not the energy does not work that way because it sounds it, it looks as, as desperation. Yeah, even though See, online, that's the weird I, part. And even though online, and I'm now the sound of dogging women out, but even online you'll see some, and they talk about if he doesn't do this for you or that, blah blah. blah. And I'm like, that's a lie because of what I've noticed when you have a man that does everything for you, you call him a pushover. <laughs> that's true. That's not even true. You know? uh, I don't know. Women are weird like that. I feel you. That is the only thing that isn't. That doesn't apply to those rules of the, if you send your energy to the world, it'll give it back to you tenfold. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been looking for a threesome for fucking 20 years. (laughs) I go to the club like, oh. Mama say, mama say, mama say, you know, like, don't, don't. Dude, that's the biggest mystery. The biggest mystery is relationships, man. Relationships are always one of those things. I mean, I've had my ups and downs with my relationships. I mean, I have plenty of them through the years. I mean, I don't, I don't say I know anything. I just know what I I am capable of. But the the what goes on in women's minds and how the game is played, it's who knows, man. It, it's such a weird thing, and especially now. There's even more, like you said. There's more options. There's how the different ways people can meet, but yet people still have a hard time, you know, uh, connecting and, and I don't even know what relationship to be based on now. You know what I mean? Especially if you know everything about me before you even meet me, it's like, what, what are we even talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, like if I was doing something online, I don't want to tell you everything. Cause it's like, no, then what are we going to do when we meet in person? You know? But then also like, um, yeah, I was, I don't know. I actually, I had another question. And it was going back to the plastic surgery because I do want to talk about the relationship more. In your experience, have you ever noticed that when a, a girl that you knew got plastic surgery, that their attitudes changed? Have that ever happened to you? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I just wanted to know. I just wanted oh, to yeah, know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, wanted yeah. to see how common that is because like, like mm-hmm. that was another reason why I posted it and why some women were like, well, if I feel happy. No, what happens is you get this, you get the attention, and then I hate to say it like this, but then you turn into a complete bitch to people. Yeah. Because now all of a sudden you got the attention that you want, and now what? What like some try to tell you like, oh, it's about your personality. That now that some that doesn't even matter to you, you know, yeah. you know, until you get burnt out by somebody who's been. And I'm not talking about sexually burnt out. I'm just saying like treated wrong for a while, and they're like, oh, okay, you know. Like maybe just certain like, women are like that, that, man. Like my experiences that women that get it, their attitudes change mm-hmm. too. I think that's why they get it though, because I think what you said. I don't know if they know that's going to happen, but I want to say, in hindsight, I think that's what they all secretly want is to have that whatever it is that they're following. If they're getting bigger titties and bigger booty because they see it, then they want to portray whatever that persona is, whether it's like oh, boss bitch or stack. Megan the Stallion, uh, I be clapping yeah, cakes. That's the way we dress too, right? Like, hold mm-hmm. on, let me go get these Jordans on. Let mm-hmm. me get the, let me get kind of fly, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. I'm just saying, yeah, that one is more temporary and another one is more permanent destruction. You know what I'm saying? I mean, well, shit. What else can a woman get to appeal to a guy? She ain't gonna get no J's and motherfuckers be like, oh damn, those J's is clean. <laughs> like, nah. Like, nice dress. I mean, 
I, I'm just thinking about it from a from a chauvinistic point of view. This is more of a what else can a woman do to get men's attention thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's just be real. Like a lot of times we do think with our our, our little head, or yes. if you're blessed, the bigger one. I don't know, that's, but uh, we 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 think with the other head because we go into the natural procreation idea. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, I'm. Some girls with big butts, I get cold sweats. I'm sitting there like, oh. <laughs> the itis. I'm like, oh, Lord. Oh. Right, get away from me right now. But see, whose fault was that? Was that Sir Mix-a-Lot doing? I mean, that was the beginning stage. Because I remember back in the day, like, yeah. No one had a booty. Dude, I think I, I think I asked this in sixth grade. I think we had brought this up years ago. I said, would you, would, I said, I asked the men, I was like, what would you rather date, a girl with big boobs or a big butt? I don't know if you remember me going around people and asking that. I think you I, did. I said, you definitely did something like that. All back in the day. Yeah. My thought process, you can always buy boobs. Now that you can buy ass, I'm sitting there like, my whole world isn't like just in a wreck. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> I don't even know what's real anymore, you know? Um, but majority of the guys said a butt. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, like, majority of the time, the ones that said boobs were people of fairer skin. Oh, see? But that's the thing. That's what, that what was hot back then was white chicks with big tits. Yeah, and flat, like, car booties. booties you know? Yeah. And that was never attracted to me because I always felt like, you know, the behind side was more fun. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot did it for me. I ain't gonna lie. That shit was, I was like, oh, okay, that's what we like now? All right, I'm into that. I don't know when was the moment that I just, like, kind of, like, I grasped for my life when I saw a big round behind. I, I think maybe it was just innate with the black culture. I woke up, <laughs> and I the fried chicken, and I was like, big booties. I just knew. Right? I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, besides the female figure, I mean, what else do women do to try to gain that confidence? I mean, I'm just, I get it, like getting a job, getting all that. But like you said, men initially think with the physical part first, and we're only looking for a handful of things. You know what I mean? Right? Like, like you are probably more successful in dating if you're above 5'10". I think height matters a lot for women it's this idea of uh of being safe and secure there's some other false things that well not all but false things that come with height but um because my my stepbrother had posted something and i don't know how factual the truth is i try to google it and it agrees with what he's saying but like also i had an issue in dating sites is like I'm 5'8", and then I was not considered, like, attractive enough. You know, girls wanted somebody 5'10 and above, right? I can't knock them because sometimes I'm like, I want a girl with the – I don't want an overweight girl. That's not something I'm attracted to. doesn't mean I'm not saying you're not a good person, but majority of the time I'm not attracted to overweight girls. So I can't knock them because I'm doing the same thing. But it's like there's so much more to a person other than their height, right? But that's what they like. That's what they're attracted to. And uh, while looking it up, uh, the, the the statement was saying in America only fifteen percent of men are over six foot. Okay, so fifteen. All the NFL and the NBA are are six foot. So you're looking at the the fifteen percent of the population, let alone 
that some women are just attracted to. They like taller men. So you're negating about 85% of the rest of the population. But And I looked it up. That's what they said. I don't know how factual it is because when you say average height and all this stuff, you don't yeah. know what the real... Unless, until you actually count everything, we don't know. Yeah. That. But, That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see people measuring people on the streets. <laughs> no, but but I do believe that like um, people are inclined to like I, taller, I, bigger I, men. I, I mean, I, I hate to bring your your girl. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming girl's about five two five between five two and five four. Oh, she's short as fuck. Yeah, she's like four four two or something. Like Tony Braxton height, <laughs> right? But what happens is like you're in the five seven, five eight, five nine range range. But because of the height difference, she still feels comfortable around you. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, if a girl was five five and wanted to date you, some of them would feel a little bit uncomfortable because they want to get "quote unquote" wear heels, and that will put them taller than you. Oh, I'll do, but I'll do a yeah, couple I don't give a big hoes. I know. <laughs> fucking until about six one, then yeah. I'm like, oh man, I look like Baby Yoda on the back. You know what I'm saying? But. Uh, I think there's certain women that tall, like that. I want a tall girl so I can have, so I can eliminate the short short man complex. If I have a boy, but I'm they're like, out there. They're out there. That's the, the thing. They're out there. But the hardest part is trying to uh, trying to hunt those tall women as a short guy because you automatically assume maybe all tall women are looking for tall guys. But there are, and I've talked to some tall females before, and they're like, "Oh, I love small dudes." I'm like, "That's hot as fuck." <laughs> some of them, some of them do right. And yeah, some of them are like one of the things I think a short guy has to do when they're dealing with a taller guy is uh, be confident. Yeah, that's it. It's, all confident. it's always the biggest thing that most women talk about. Yeah, of course. Uh, although they confuse confident and cockiness. Fine line. There's a there's a thin love thin line between love and hate, right? Yeah. So, uh, sometimes they misconstrue confident and cockiness, uh, and a lot of people do, you know. But um. You have to be a little bit like, okay, whatever. This is what it is. I'm, I, I see it as a challenge, and I'm going to climb that route, Mount Rushmore and show show, show what you're working with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. I mean, I think I think dating is it's easy and it's hard. It just depends, man. Like, I mean, I'm obviously not in the dating game, but I get – I said what? I said life is actually easy. We make it more complicated. That's true. That's true. I think if you continue to do what you do at some point, and it could be to your choosing, because I don't even think at this stage you don't have to do that much for a guy. I think at some point uh, some girl just kind of comes around. Now, it depends if you want to be very specific on the type of girl you want. That's where I think it becomes a little more of a challenge because uh, maybe it's a little more particular. You know what I mean? As opposed to like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm open to – you know, talk to anybody versus, um, well, I actually have this specific type. You know, I kind of like this, which I'm like, that's totally fine. But it does narrow down the field, so now you're kind of playing in this field. And let's just say that just happens to be the field that also the six one to seven foot seven motherfuckers play. And I'm like, God damn it, why y'all in this game? Like, why can't y'all like that chick? <laughs> and then you also get a specific type that you know that works with, like you know that oh, I attract this type. Like I already know if I'm on a dating website, which which girls are trying to hit me up. So what I girls are trying to hit you up. Just say it. Ah, uh, no. it's all good, bro. <laughs> it's all good. 
Okay, what girls do you want? You, what's your, what's I, your I type? One, I usually get the ones that only take the upper level pictures. Ah, uh, <laughs> right. Hey, it's all good. They need love too. They, they need, need love, love too. too. I just like. See, they're you know what's happening right now? They're having a podcast. Love, you know what I'm saying? They're having a podcast about your ass. They're like, exactly you know what I hate? I hate these that show, hate motherfucker. These five eight buff Ed Reed looking motherfuckers. Yeah, these buff Ed Reed. And I'm trying to give him the good good because he know he ain't got no good good in the wild during this quarantine. It's happening as we speak. There's a podcast simultaneously happening talking, talking about motherfucking you. Talk about he a good man. He ain't good. He all <laughs> fake booty hoes. Uh, he's saying some girls don't give him chances. Chances. Man, what about man, these chances? Yeah, I'm not heavy. I'm just naturally gifted as fuck. Why you gotta have that accent though? <laughs> I, well, I'm saying all, or 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 the in or general the, or the Karens that are like that. You know? <laughs> The ones that identify as black, black hey, parents. man. I mean, <laughs> identify as black. Got the got the half cut hair over here. Had the mixed little baby. True. Like, <laughs> like, why are you talking like that? There's a lot of Karens out there too, though. There's a lot of Karens that need love. But I mean, here's the thing, though. All those women that are looking for five, six, five, or not five, ten dudes, eleven, six foot, whatever. All those women don't usually end up with those dudes either. You know what I mean? Because they're doing the same game. Like, hey, I'm only into this. And that's why it's always been my notion. And this is some misogynistic shit I say, but I'm like, in a lot of ways for me, I don't even think women realize what they want. You know what I mean? It's only, it's on the guy to show them kind of what they're missing, I guess, is the game. But you just have to get in there and somehow have a very specific way to get in their audience. You know what I mean? I literally like had a conversation with my mom, and then she, I, I, I guess by me yelling enough or whatever, <laughs> she agreed with me. Was like, yeah, I guess like because she was, she said that when she dated the guy before my dad, she said he was, he was kind of a square. And I said, what do you mean by a square? He, he did this. He was nice. He did that. Blah, blah. I'm like, but mom, you're <laughs> everything you wanted me to be as a, as your son. You're telling me right now <laughs> that women are not attracted to that. So you try to jack me up because what happens is a woman like like a woman is raising a child of what they think that they what is supposed to be a good man, but what they're not necessarily attracted to. So now you're already setting your son up to lose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that is kind of funny how that works. You know, like they're setting you up to lose. So it's like that does not work. You know, but I'm also at a point now, it, and I think like uh, relationship and time, and time, it's like a uh, uh, like like a cloth that's intertwining. The more you spend time with somebody, the more you build a relationship with somebody. Sometimes the harder it is to um, unravel, right? If it's obviously if it's good, uh, but I I think the same thing is like when I go dating, it's easier for me to cut something off early than me spending more time with somebody and wanting to cut it off. Because with time and, and a relationship, it kind of um, intertwines with each other. So you, you don't want to lose that sometimes. You think about what you could lose. When at the beginning, you're like, okay, well, if you don't, I mean, if you don't like me, and not in like a fuck you type of thing, because I think that's such the worst thing to do, in my opinion, you know, to be like, oh, fuck you, get out of here. I, well, I mean, if they did something dirty to you, fine. But what I'm looking at it now is like if somebody doesn't want to be with you, it's like it hurts. It's like all right, like if I don't want you, and not like a fuck you, I don't want you either. But it's like 
I don't want somebody that doesn't want to be around. You know? I wish the best for you. I care. But I don't want someone that doesn't want to be around. You know? I already, in my opinion, I already have enough issues internally that it's like, why would I need somebody else that's staying around that doesn't, like, care? Yeah. Okay. Emails are weird, man. I don't, I don't get them, but I don't think we're supposed to get them. I think it always comes down to the game. It's just we're all in the hunt trying to find, you know, what works best. Like, what is your type if you had a general type? Oh, man, I don't know. There's, I, I like somebody I can laugh with, honestly. If a girl can understand my humor and constantly laugh, then I, it just I, – I, I find that uh, enjoying, you know, because I'm always cracking jokes. But if somebody gets tired of me cracking jokes, maybe it's, maybe it's like a, a a false security where I'm like, yeah, I am funny. Like, <laughs> like, ego, like yeah, it's I, I want like to laugh with and that we can like look at things and laugh at things that are weird to us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and because you, you, you realize that when you're in a friendship or a relationship like that, Time goes by and and life is enjoyable when you can just laugh at stuff, you know. Um, but also on the physical attribute, I don't know why. No matter what ethnicity it is, women with curly hair, I like a lot. Oh, okay. okay. Any ethnicity, just as long as the hair curly. I like curly hair on most eth- on any ethnicity, you know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not talking about like napped out. I'm talking about like you know nice. <clears throat> I already know where you're going. Curl curls are hot. I ain't gonna lie. Natural yeah, curl hair yeah. And, and like the ones that really get me the most are like the mixed black girls with the curly hair. I'm just like, oh my God. I don't even know what's going on. Tisha Campbell again up in here. I don't know. I was in love with Tisha Campbell too. I ain't gonna lie. You know say maybe that's where the booty love came from, man. You know, like, booty love, big lips. She was beautiful though. Damn, you know that um, was an underrated show. People sleep on that. Go watch yourself. Uh, Martin, Martin, Martin is where it's at. Martin, like so, like. Right now, I think I think that Seinfeld is probably one of the goats of sitcoms, just overall, right? But Martin's not to be slept on. Uh, Fresh Prince, in my opinion, is not to be slept on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and although this is not like a goat one, pff, I'm going to tell you straight up, I secretly love the Golden Girls. Oh, Golden Girls get slept on all day, bro. They came with the heat. They came with the heat, and I'm sitting there like, I don't know why, but the, the angry oldest one, the mom, grandma, the best one. she was like, fire to me. That was the one I liked the most, you know? See, that's what the generation's going to be like, probably just a bunch of old single bitches. <laughs> right? right? Well, They're going to be like, oh, I was waiting for that six-foot-one dude, and I guess I just didn't get him, so now I'm here. Yeah, but, but also, what I was going to say with dating, too, is like, I also believe, too, is that Women, uh, and this is from books I read, but it's like I start to believe that women will put themselves in your orbit. It is your job to finish the deal. You know what I'm saying? It's your job to convince them to to go out on this date. So you have to do your part of not, like like Hitch said, not to mess it up. You know what I'm saying? And it sounds weird to say, but once a girl is in your orbit, it's your job to finish the deal. Then if you didn't finish the deal, you take a step back and you you uh you re-eva- you reevaluate and hopefully you learn from it, you know. But it is literally your job to seal the deal, you know, because it's their job to kind of 
like you initiate something, you say hi or whatever, and then they'll come into your orbit, and it's your job to be like, okay, this is what I need to do to um seal the deal, you know, <laughs> to capture you. Yeah, to capture you. <laughs> like cheese on this. Exactly. Ah, hey, come here, girl. Come here, girl. <laughs> Come here, come here, girl. Come here, come here. Gotcha. I want her. Ah, feed you to my mattress. Right? Yeah, gotcha. If some dudes are learning quick, and some of those dudes who are players is because they know how to manipulate the ones, like some ones that once they know that they're interested, they know how to close the deal, you know? But like I said, I was going on, quote unquote, respect, not saying to disrespect the girl respect and all this other uh things that my mom and her friends were trying to tell me a, a bunch of angry women at that time and now that's a part where i'm like oh okay that's like that's like embedded that is hard for me to get out like i think about when we're in elementary and i think more girls liked me then when i was a freaking jerk yeah you know what i'm saying when i when i would just like like i talked i can't believe i talked that much trash to girls back then hey i mean and they was like, oh my God, you know, like. I think that showed like a certain type of bravado and a, a certain sense of command to them for some reason. Maybe I mean, I'm just shooting, shooting spitballs out there. I'm, but that's I'm, what I would. Am think. I overhyping it? Am I making that up? In no, my I remember. There's a bunch of girls I like. You, Shawnee's was into you. You know what I mean? Or uh, let me think of a different name. Sorry, that's not her name. Uh, her name is. I don't know who that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there was, uh, yeah, Emily, I know there was a couple. Emily, uh, Emily uh, Interson? No. Yes. Emily Emterson, um, Don East, Dobinson. Marcus Washington. Lion Levock. Bomb, Bombs and Buff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Benny Bonso. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's like maybe that bravado is what, you know, I mean, I could see that women like that, you know, certain women anyways, because like you said, you're a product of your environment, right? You're a product of how you're raised. There's a girl out there or there's a female out there that was raised to be around a guy probably like you. It's just trying to figure out what girl is that girl (laughs) because you'll never see it in the front end. Yeah, and maybe I'm not doing the right things to attract it, you know. Well, you got to work in your game, man. What's your, what's your approach? You know what I mean? How do you yeah, hunt? What kind of what kind of bait do you use? Or I haven't found, you know, because another thing is too where you live. I think like yeah. we grow up and there's a particular style to attract the ones that you, but you that you want. But also not only that, like let's just play devil's advocate. So we are we are men. We're trying to trap trap a certain girl trying to hunt it get it to come in right and then we're trying to tame it to be a way that we would like it to be right well let's play the devil's advocate so some women are attracted to this guy who who's like man i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do i'm gonna, i'm go, i'm driven i'm gonna do what i gotta do to do whatever I, I need to get you know i'm out here hustling it's like man i like he just does he doesn't really you know take no and he and he's driven and does what he wants so they try to trap that one. They get in a relationship with that one, and then are upset because he doesn't know how to, you know, be domesticated, or he doesn't want to do the things that you're telling him to do. You're, you're telling me that you want a bear to not be a bear. You know what I'm saying? You, you're like, ooh, I want this bear, 
And then all of a sudden, it's like, damn, this Barry, you know, keeps doing this to me. But yeah, because yeah. that's what it does. But I do. This is yeah, exactly. So, I mean, because I, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm playing devil's advocate not on the bad part of one, but it's the same thing. You know, it's like, you know, we, like some people trap somebody thinking that they trap them to change them. And you're yeah. like, no, 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 what you got is what you got, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, people change over time if they want to change, mm-hmm. but some don't, you know? Yeah, but that's the battle of the relationship. I mean, to me, I think it is a give and take. It's a compromise. There's going to be parts of yourself that you end up giving up through time, but there's going to be, if you could, you know, wiggle your way around and be like, no, this is what I do. Got to respect it. And then, you know, then, okay, it's established. And then it's it's a process. I mean, it definitely takes a while, but it's that initial game that's the hardest part because it's a scramble. You're trying to figure out who fits in the puzzle. You know what I mean? Like, hey, like, what's up? What do you do? And it's it's a limited time. Like you said, it's like, yo, it's more efficient now. And, and, and women play the same game. It's like they want to bypass, like, seven months of dating to get to a point where it's like, I just need to know if you're the one, like, within, like, a week. <laughs> like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> Here's my 401k. Here's my retirement info. Here's my social. <laughs> yeah, it's the most scary uh, interview. And it depends yep. on where they're at in life. Because when they hit like 35, and I was like, yo, first of all, are you attractive enough for me? And then do you have a, 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 a stable yeah. job and a good job? You know? Oh, <laughs> you know uh, yeah. I know. that is that majority of the females that be on that? Oh, man. It's been a minute. Um, I or think, it just depends on the website, I think, huh? I think, I think now, unfortunately, it has to be the complete package. Like people's level of expectations so higher that it has to be like, like I'm just saying. For instance, like some guys are like, "Yeah, you need to be a fit girl with this and that, and be an RN because then you know that she's got a good job and she's an RN or something like that." You know, like most females, most yeah. hot females are RNs, and that's how it works. Yeah, my, my ongoing joke is is that all the freaks in high school that you knew of are <laughs> it's like it's like why does it seem like some of the RNs I know are the most freakiest girls I've ever met? Oh uh, shit. I mean I could see I could see that. I could totally see that. I mean it's it's a thing. It's it's a thing. There's no denying that. Hot nurses are are, are, are part of to clean somebody's grown ass uh ass, you know, or whatever yeah. and see some they gotta kind of be a little freaking not afraid to do all that stuff. Fuck like, yeah, you in the scat sex, you in the old yeah, men, you like, in the old balls. As as long as you don't have COVID. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh man, I mean, yeah, I don't know, nurses, big booties. I mean, it makes sense. That's kind of like the the ticker. You know, everybody yeah. likes something like that. It's funny because it's like I feel like the majority of the girls now. I'm like, hey, what are you going to school for? Nursing? Like, I don't. Are we all cookie cutter people? Like it I'm pays the most. That's the I'm only problem. IT, it pays the most. I like I'm in IT and I feel like it's like, oh, I'm gonna work in Silicon Valley and I'm gonna do a startup company. And these are like more of the douchebag type ones that want to be like, ooh, do a startup company, IT, blah blah, right? <laughs> or or it has to be like business suit or whatever, or or uh or the the um. The real estate douchebag, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like there's certain levels to this, right? It's like why, why does it seem like we all like follow the same pattern? Because we do, we do follow the same pattern. Yo, I was watching the uh, 
the Jesus is King uh, Kanye's interviews like on Apple and then I watched one with Big Boy. And it's very fascinating what he was talking about, you know. I don't know if you heard it, but it's fascinating. I'll I go ahead. I'm listening. I'm just going to turn on the air real quick. Oh, yeah, you good. You good. You good. It's hot. Up in here. It is hot. 103 degrees and shit. Yeah. Uh, let me turn this on. Oh, you good? Um. Yeah, have you heard that? Because he was talking about, like, similar stuff like this, kind of what we're talking about. It's like, yo, y'all. Like, he's like, what is the culture? Like, what are y'all talking about? Because every, like, some of the interviews, especially Big Boy was like, like, how do you feel about, you know, your effect on the culture? He's like, what culture? Like, what are you talking about? Like, everybody talking about this culture, this culture, that, do it for the culture. Like, what is the culture? And who owns the culture? And who, you know, I was like, that, he's saying some real stuff. But this is at the time, like, as everybody's looking at him as he's like, oh, man, Kanye's off the rails. But I'm like, yo, to me, what he was saying was borderline some real shit. It almost seemed like he was trying to put, like, music industry on blast, kind of, or kind of like, almost like the world on blast in a way. Where it's like, yo, every, why do I got to be a part of the culture? Like, yo, I don't want to be. I'm just about Jesus. This is where I'm at. I was like, I can respect that. Like, I, I understand where he's coming from. You know, what was weird about you saying that, though, is like, I get where he's coming from, what culture, and what are these weird, like, restrictions we put on somebody but on the flip side he's, he's saying what culture on the culture he built he helped yeah build. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and maybe maybe too though what happens is as we get older we look back and be like that was some dumb ash shit yeah you know what i'm saying like why, why was i wearing that fubu headband why was i wearing a t-shirt that was like three times larger than <laughs> Than what I wore, really wore. You know what I'm saying? And he looked up oh, and that was dumb ass stuff. Um, but see, so is it a rite of passage then? Because I have thought this too. It's like almost as a generation, it's like you have to pass through that gauntlet of pop culture, whatever generation it is. Like, do we have to pass through that? And do we have to make those same dumb ass mistakes? Like every generation does. You know what I mean? So, so I, I feel like you have to because, like, I was super mad back in like. 2007, when the mm. whole Don Imus thing went down. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Don Imus, big deal. Snappy ass ho headed hose, and everybody was like, Oh my god, how dare you! And then he went to go, like most people do, instead of taking responsibility of what they did, they're like, Well, you do this, you know. It was like, Well, let's talk about what you did. But rappers do that, and then it went into an indictment on rappers, right? Then during that time, you had Rappers who already made their millions talk about selling drugs, effing hoes, things like that to say, you know what, guys, you did do it wrong. And then on my thought process, like, well, if that's how you feel, then give back all your millions of money that you made off of that. You know? But see, that's how the game works. It's almost like you have to dance or play the puppet to get the money. And then after you're released, you can just do whatever. <laughs> well, well, what happens is they did it their way to get to the money, and now they're a certain level of finance, then they play the game more, right? Yeah. And so now they, like, in my, my feeling at the time, it's not, oh, now you want to shut up the person who's trying to get it their way, you know? Even though you've already succeeded. Like, why does it seem like the billionaires and millionaires are trying to tell the average Joe what to do and, and even though you're trying to figure it out and make millions yourself, you know, like it's like sometimes like they put more restrictions on 
on you to become successful so they can still be, stay successful. Like, I was watching something about um, the, uh, the weed market, right? And how you're seeing more big corporations buying weed things opposed to the small mom and pop. And after we pass these, these laws, which I'm thinking like, hey, it's good for people. I'd rather have smoke weed than, than get you know arrested for smoking weed. But what happens now? You pass the law now. These major corporations already have the thirty million or more, or whatever, or the rich who already have the funds to to buy into the long corporations, and then they're creating laws to where these corporations can get it, so they get more money. But not you or I. We cannot raise money to do that, or we have a harder time to get to that that area, you know. And that's how I felt at that time with the the whole like, don't call you know women this or that, you know. And, I mean, and, and yeah. it made a good point. It's like, wait, are you trying to tell me that when you say something in a movie, that that's wrong too? You know, when you already said it's an R-rated movie, you know, uh, well, not Irishman, what was the The Departed, right? The Departed, yeah. Jack Nicholson said the N-word a couple couple times in that. Are you going to mm-hmm. get mad at him for acting? See, that's what's weird. I think when we go to back to like even the first part of this uh, pod was like the 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 what's that called the uh, contradictory. It's like you see it all sides. It's like yeah, man, you know, like you know, uh, behind every good man is a woman, and you know, love and love will bring us together. And then like yo, that fucking bitch, fucking give me the head, give me the dog, give me the drugs this is all on like the same album and shit like what? yeah <laughs> what's going yeah. on here <laughs> but i get it though is this that maybe in a bigger sense maybe this is the true dynamic of a human being maybe this is the true story of what we all go through and what they're saying is true and for whatever reason how media or how we do it is we persecute them and we judge them but yet we all go through that in very similar forms and they just happen to have you know the fortune and that's where it kind of there's this separation where it's like, well, they make money, so man, we can say that shit about them motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're because I was what I was gonna ask is like, but do you feel like there's different versions of you too? Yeah, I, I could see that. I think in my in my younger days, yeah, I think there was. Uh, I mean, but it's the pro- it feels like that's the like what I was saying earlier, like the the rite of passage, and then. Like my twenties was a blur. Like I'm like I barely remember that. It was great and it was horrible, but it was a life, and I'm still alive and I'm thankful. But I learned a lot, so I don't know what to say. Like I don't want to sound fake or anything, but I know I'm different at when I'm in different groups, right? But there's still oh, for the sure. same essence of who I am and the same. Mm-hmm. Like no, I'm not okay with certain things. I won't say certain things around people mm-hmm. because you know that may not be acceptable. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. It's like, uh, I don't know if this happens with you, but like we're cussing on this, but the moment your parent comes around, it's like all of a sudden that switch turns off and you don't cuss as much. That's uh, true. You know, like that's, sure. I know that's for me. I'm like, are you still the same person? Yeah. But that version. Yeah. So uh, yeah. when, we, when we talk, and the reason I said this because when we talk about like, I need a strong woman on the back and they're like, fuck the bitch, hold the, hold the, like there's different versions of us and different feelings that we go through at times, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I was also to J. Cole earlier today. And there was a song that was talking about how how white people are taking over the rap industry. It was like on his, I forgot what album it is, but it was on the wet, the one that had wet jeans on it. 
And I was like, man, that whole line that he says speaks to me. But it's like, I have a bunch of white friends, and but sometimes there's this frustration of like how, um, you know, we will say the culture, how the culture will be accepted by a certain group and, and elevated by a certain group more, but then that certain group can't really respect what's going on with the black culture and reality, you know? They, you know, and that's where the, the and, and as a person that grew up in, you know, the suburbs, but then have family in the hood, and you're going around in the hood, and, and they make fun of you, and then, you know, like, to, to me, sometimes I was never black enough for the hood, and I was too, and I was too black too for, black. The, for the, the burbs, sub, the burbs, yeah, you know, and so there's different sides of me that, that kind of, like, I'm, when I think about things like that, and sometimes musicians and movies bring that out of you, like, yeah, I wonder about that, you know. I'm pretty sure if you listen to Ice Cube album, you, you're gonna feel that gangster side of you come out. Come out. When I think about like uh, what you said earlier about you know J Cole, like with the white people taking over the music industry, it's almost like I'm already aware that that is. I mean, I've always believed that it's been controlled by you know business people the whole time because they were talking about this back in the days, like. Oh, uh, like, uh, try to call Quest, like, uh, record couple people are shady. Like, I'm like, yo, it's always in the messaging. Like, I think it's, uh, I, at least I see it, like, it's always these bigger corporations they are controlled by some bigger conglomerate where you look at somebody like maybe like Too Short or E40 or, you know, whoever is a, this, uh, what's that called? Self-made, I guess is what they call it. Or they co-broker their own deals. Yeah, independence. Yeah, and you know maybe they're not on the popularity per se of you know these uh, mega artists, but they have their own following, and then uh, and then they teach other people how to kind of do that independency because there's only so many spots at the top, and it's weird why there's so many spots at the top, and that's what I always think about when we talk about like programming and you know maybe music is used as a tool to kind of for behavior maybe to certain degrees to generations. It's weird how you say spots at the top where I'm feeling like in music there is it's not like sports where it's like oh there's only one champion in music with you know with people buying money or whatever there's enough top you know if that makes any sense like there's enough to go around in the sense you know mm-hmm. but the problem is is like like you said industry I mean let's let's not forget that Pink made an R&B album she was she was looking like the white Karen girl that hung out with a lot of black people. Then mm-hmm. you found out later that that's not who she was at all. Mm-hmm. That was the image that they wanted her to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was more of a punk rocker type person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, she was. Thick. I remember that. I mean, I, yeah. I was love, like that. That first pink, I was like, "Ooh, she's thick." I was loving. She gets slept on. Like she yeah. basically was in line to be the next Janet Jackson. I mean, in the sense of she had Janet's dancer. She was a dancer, and she her first album was really good. Like. I, I loved it, but then it is fascinating because she was like, "Man, I can't do this. Like, I need to be me." And then she just did a complete shift, yeah. and that's fascinating because it seems like the industry puts you where they want you, not where you are or who you think you are. And then the flip side, right? And we, and you know, uh, Mr. Jackson brought this up. That's how I felt with with Black Eyed Peas. They went from like mm-hmm. straight up hip hop to having songs with Justin Timberlake, and I was like. 
they were one of my favorite hip hop artists. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, when they said they won't sell out, they had to send an album, you know? And they said they won't sell out, and they literally sold out, in my opinion. Now, I get it. They have to pay for their family or whatever. Um, and, you know, they became more successful that way. And it just, I mean, it sucks because the reality is, like, I hold, I mean, granted that their albums were, like, two, three years apart, but, like, I can't hold you accountable how you thought 15 years ago, Ryan. You're able to change your mind. You're mm-hmm. okay. That's okay. It just feels weird when they change their mind within like a two to three year span, you know? Now, that's me and my limiting beliefs and putting restrictions on how, like, no, no, you can change your mind in five years. Like, yeah. Tell you the rules and when you can change your mind. As more information is appro- given to you, then you're, you should make the best you know, uh, estimated guess. That's what we're doing in life. You know, it's all guess. When you say, what, what does it, it break that down for you? What does it mean to be a sellout in the, in the, at least the industry of music? It, it sucks because it's like you want to be, you want the person to be successful, right? I, I would love them to go about it in an original way. But what happens is, when, in my opinion, when they sell it is when they go about it and then they tend to sound like everyone. You know, the same pop sound. Now, I'm going to fight my own statement by saying this. Every genre has a particular time and place and style, right? Jazz, certain jazz had a certain feel in the 60s. R&B and soul had a different feel in the 70s. And then 80s came around with a dance pop type of stuff. So it is a hard thing to say. But there's times too where you feel like you're watching it and you see them go. Um, you start off a certain style and then it's completely the opposite style that they started off with. You know? And that's sometimes where I feel is a sellout. Now you do evolve over time. I mean, one of the things, the thing is the greatest thing about Outkast is that all their albums sounded slightly different, you know? Same soul, but different. You know, same, what I mean by soul is like same essence, but different. And you love that. Like I, you would, you would want, like I love Common, but I don't want to hear Common from 1996. You know, because that's that was what it was at that time. That's like for right now, I I, I can't listen to to Liv Kweli because I feel like he's still the same to Liv Kweli, and and how he goes about stuff, it does just not it doesn't resonate with me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so you want somebody to change enough, but not too much, and and that was a drastic change to me for Black mm-hmm. Eyed. It's crazy. It it is fascinating because music and the how we view it and it's important to us, but in the way that it's important to us, it's odd. Because like you said, it's like, um, we're, we're all particular about our music taste to varying degrees for, for many reasons that no one understands. And it's such a, it's a fascinating conversation because music's been a lot to me. It's, it's helped me, at least it gave me a study guide for at least the world through certain, you know, peoples and groups and MCs or whatever songs, their perspective. That's how I learn about life, that and TV. 
that's how my perception is of the world. So that's why when we're talking about culture and we're talking about the world and how we view it, shit, all this shit I saw on a fucking TV or I heard in a song, and this is all my uh, my world is basically painted by those things. It's fascinating because it's like I don't I read, but I don't read much. I only read like certain types of books, but I haven't even read more than like twenty books in my life. Now. I might sound stupid for saying that, but it's crazy. I've only read a handful of them. Most of the shit I just watch TV, watch docs, watch movies, yeah. you know, listen to podcasts. I'm like, maybe I don't know shit, but I'm I'm fascinated. I think it's too often where people try to say. I'm not. I think reading books are good for liter literacy type stuff, for you know how to say certain words, you know, and mm -hmm. practice on that. That's where I think is good. But when mm -hmm. people try to say I read books, I read books, and and then it's like the education side. Well, there's a lot of ways we can get educated, you know. I, mm -hmm. It sounds weird, but I remember to me. Because I was a geek, I watched geek cartoons and geek things, and then what happened was I would watch these shows like Don, like uh, Ducktales. Oh that yeah, show was telling kids about economy and finance, yeah, and all that stuff, right? And yeah. read, mm -hmm. and then they'll say something on there, and I'm like, I don't know what that is, and then I'll look it up. So you know what I'm saying? It's like, so when people to me, when people say, oh, you know, like they they equate to you reading books as your level of intelligence, I don't necessarily believe that. You know what I'm saying? Because I think there's other ways. I mean, you do need to be more cognizant of what information you're put in, you know? Because I can read 12 cat in a hat books, you know what I'm saying? Does that mean that <laughs> my What does that do for me? <laughs> yeah. So it's that it's just it's just you have to be cognizant of what the what the material is being given. Um does it does it not necessarily have factual but does it does have good merits you know what i'm saying yeah uh so i i, I don't like that because i'm not necessarily a, a book reader myself yeah. maybe that's why i say that but i do think it's important to read it as far as uh literature exercise as words and reading words and comprehending and kind of like pronunciation the yeah. memory like the keep your memory and brain going but i don't think that has to do with intellect you know yeah i think it's way easier to consume it through you know visual auditory um and not to knock books it's just i think books are great but i think having other options and if you could do multiple that's even more information so i mean that's why i think it's a win-win situation for everybody trying to get information now what kind of information people are getting that's a little tougher because people navigate the net in all different types of ways and you know so that's another situation on its own i think that's where the internet is today is where how does one regulate certain things like the youtube stuff right now is a big controversy about um you know censorship right now and same thing with facebook you know algorithms and that's a very controversial topic same thing all the social media platforms are going yeah. through this is the first time the internet is finally going through this weird uh you know, kind of maybe setting up some rules in place, I guess, or something. So it's, it's weird. It's fascinating. It's such a weird thing because it's like, uh, so I don't believe that you should spread any hate. Mm -hmm. You know, but then there goes that thin line. It's like, what if somebody's just saying their opinion, right? And I'm like, well, like, you know, we've discussed the idea of transitioning, right? And how we may or not may or may not believe it. Now somebody be like, I'm offended and that's a, a, a hate speech. Well, I never said that I'll go out there and punch somebody for that. I never said I'll go fight somebody because of that. I just said I, I don't, I don't, 
is I said I don't like mushrooms on my pizza. You know what I'm saying? There, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that. And I, I noticed, even though I could not stand this, this sight in this particular person, but when YouTube shut down Infowars, I was like, oh no, this is not good. Because when you shut down one, then you create a Pandora's box, right? You know, I did not like Infowars. A part of me was kind of happy to shut down, but then I'm like, this is not good because what happens too in that particular situation is that Infowars was more of a conspiracy theorist type of website. Everything was a conspiracy. Um, I'm not going to sit there and say either facts or not, um, but a lot of it to me was conspiracy against Obama or whatever, or if you're a liberal or whatever, all the conspiracy. And now you got shut down. Now you just feel added more fuel to the conspiracy fire. You know, it's like kind of like, you see, because I'm, I have the truth, you know, and the people who follow that person are going to be like, oh, see, he had the truth. And then, and now they shut him down because he was spreading the truth. Yep, that is you know, and where we're at, and that's where that's, we're at. Because now you can't even say COVID or mm-hmm. or coronavirus on YouTube, or people get demonetized. And then mm-hmm. there's that part of me where people who say I, I'm not gonna say it because I don't want to get demonetized. Well, fuck you, say it, yeah. dude. Like, don't be a bitch. Say it. Or they're gonna. That's what I'm saying. Don't, don't like, like you have other unless it c- completely affects all the other videos you should have other videos that talk about other things you should not be afraid to say COVID 19. see they already got them and like if that's just one video that you're not getting money from then mm-hmm. so be it yeah that's that's my thought process as long as you got the, now if they affect all your other videos for saying it then i understand but that's still kind of stupid that's you know, true I, mean, I can't talk about what is true it's actually there. happening yeah you know uh no, don't say COVID because we'll we'll your video and, and then people are like i don't want to do it because i don't want to get demonetized and then i'm like I'm, and there's that part where i'm like i get it because i can't tell someone what to do with their money but there's got to be a point where certain things stand with you more than others it's, it's just, yeah. Yeah. that's what i'm saying this is a weird time in the in, in the world of the internet like especially with those platforms i mean who would ever thought that youtube would have been a thing like for real like hey i can upload videos of anything and then anybody could do anything oh this is crazy and then look what it's become and now it's like are we slowly seeing the you know uh the new world of the internet where there's going to be more people reaching for new platforms to you know not be discovered are we going to disperse again in the smaller groups and not be on the same you know uh wavelength again you know what i mean yeah, I mean, like on, on on social media, there's some websites that post anything and don't have facts. Most of the major ones, they try to get as much facts before they post it. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't mean that they don't say the incorrect stuff. But there's a lot of times I'm seeing on even Instagram, like somebody says something. Don't forget this mm-hmm. about a basketball player, and I'm like, no, that's incorrect. And then I'll Google it because like, no, this doesn't sound right. And I'll Google it, and they're completely wrong. You know because people will repost something that they believe that to be true. Oh my God, you see this post? Yeah. Like the, the newest one was Chuck Norris died. Stop. First of all, stop fucking with people's lives like that. Yeah. Somebody passes away. To me, yeah. I take that shit serious. Don't, I don't joke around with that stuff, you know? Yeah. 
to me. Um, but yeah, and I wanted to say something about con- conspiracy theories channels too. This yeah. thing, my cousin had said this. He's a pastor, so he can take it with a grain of salt or whatever. But he's he told he said a couple of weeks ago he was like people who are on conspiracy theories channel. What I realized is that these websites don't really do anything good for that person. And what he was trying to say is what happens is sometimes this is why I don't deal with a lot. I don't want to deal with conspiracy theories channels is because now you question everything. And then now everything's like this angry, nothing's real. You know, I, 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 and when I take a step back, when I see people who are into that, it's like, like they have this paranoia. So it's like, is that really good? It's not, I mean, I want people to be, I want people to be educated and think of things differently. But when you consume conspiracy theory channels, it's, it's like, you got to be careful what you feed your mind to, you know? And I'm not a person to try to say it doesn't exist. I, I think I, I'm a person that like, it could be this and it could be that. Let's, let's find out. Let's figure out what's, what's more correct, you know? Do your own research, but I, I don't really see a lot of good that comes out of conspiracy theory things too, a lot of times for me. You know, I agree. I'm actually in the same boat as you, but I, I do follow a lot of conspiracies. But I the way I see it is that I follow the world through this lens of, you know, conspiracies and stories. No different than if it was the opposite for, say, what we believe today. Like, let's just say, uh, uh, you know, anything like World War II. The way that we know it is the way we know it. <clears throat> the way that. I'm taught to now look for other things that could be an alternative viewpoint, alternative story. Um, you know, I'm fascinated by two because I always think there's two sides to every story and I'm in the same boat. Like, even though I, I lean more conspiracy, I'm not also married to it because you haven't seen a lot of these things play out when they're predicted. It's like for every a thousand conspiracies that are out there, one maybe hits and it's like, see, I told you. It's like, man, you can't say that shit. That's like saying I put $1,000 on each NBA team. You win once. And you're like, see, I knew they were going to win. I was like, motherfucker, you put money on every single team. Like, how are you going to yeah. tell me that? That's you know what I mean? I feel too. It's like they do a blanket statement. And then once you're like, you roll one out of 12, it's like, see, validation. Yeah. And, and but then, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And unfortunately, some of the people who follow the conspiracy be like, see, validation. You're like, mm-hmm. well, what about all these other things? Because yeah. what? Because I had, you know, I had a, a debate with a coworker, and he literally was like, "You can't trust your news source." And so I rebuttaled back, and I was like, "Who said you can trust your news source?" I just flipped his theory. Yeah, back. it's the same idea. Yeah, it's the same idea. I'm not saying you're wrong. That's my yeah. Point. I'm not saying you're wrong. I can yeah. give you in whatever. I'm just saying, okay, I'll 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 take it with the grain of salt on both sides. You know, mm-hmm. yes, I, mean, I may feel what seen is more accurate mm-hmm. what i've been uh hypnotized by you know what yeah. I'm um but i i won't say that they're always accurate you know yeah. like man like perfect example today i don't know if you've seen it like and this is just kind of proving my theory on the jordan thing right this morning they're talking about how jordan a video a voice recording of him saying that he didn't want Isaiah on the dream team. <laughs> right? Team Z, of course. Of course. Breaking you know, news. And, and then there's another issue I have with woke culture. 
It's like sometimes I feel like world culture is just trying to rob everybody of their joy and fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like I'm not saying not to be woke, but sometimes being too woke is like, fuck, why is every, like, there's some black people I have on Facebook where it's like everything's woke and then it makes it un like unfun unless it completely aligns with their woke mentality. Like they are, they are the judge and jury of all things black. You know, <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know. I, I'm sorry. I didn't go through commission on what we're supposed to do as the black community, you know, because you're staying woke. But, um, there, you know, the top, so the, the, the voice reporting came out and was like Michael Jordan saying that he didn't want Isaiah. And then through the whole documentary of, of the thing of Dream Team and, and, um, the Bulls documentary, he's saying that he didn't do that. There you but go. Now it's kind of exposed, right? Yeah. And, and, and I've, and I've said this for years. It's what, what I've been saying is just that I know Michael Jordan's the greatest, but I think a lot of things aren't really truthful, you know, now, granted, oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to write an autobiography about me and talk about how I spent two months jerking off in my room or something like that. You know, you're going to omit those bad behaviors. That's true. You do a narrative. Yeah. You know, so I, I get part of it. I'm just saying that, that like, like to me for a very long time, they've chastised players for doing the same thing Michael Jordan did. But because he's the quote unquote goat, just like his cologne, um, they they completely like give him a pass. Yeah. Why is that? Uh, that can be a whole nother like. That's what I'm saying. That's a whole nother ball game. Yeah, because I I think too often like because you've been successful, people allow you to get away with more, and we end up creating this monster. Yeah, you know the very thing that we fear when you become a corrupt person, and that leads to and that actually becomes a part of this whole discussion. Is like all these behaviors. It always comes down to some weird shit like that. I really do feel like what's happening and all the factors of energy in the world is going to be between good and bad, and we are we are in the middle, and we're being tugged back and forth. And sometimes we know it, and sometimes we don't. And it seems like that's kind of like this game that we're in. Yeah, it's weird. Look- like think 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 of President Trump, right? The reason he is the way he is is because the history of people allowing him to get away with certain things, depending on what side you're on, right? Allow him to get away with things and speak his mind, right? And so he's got to a level where he's like, I, you can't tell me shit, right? Now the people who are fans of him are like, yes, this is why I love you, right? Now some people who don't like him don't realize that years ago you were still feeding into his. Uh, what you may think is his bad behavior because until he became president, you didn't have a problem with him. Black rappers rapped about Trump money. There was an episode on Wayne's brother where he yelled out, Trump Towers, fool, you know? Like, that Trump was synonymous with hip-hop culture. So, you know, we've appeased, and and I'm going to say this too, you know, to anybody who's about to have a kid, when there's behaviors of your child that you don't like, you have to debt that shit early. Because what happens is if you don't, when they get to a certain age and continue to do stuff, 
you appeased it. You allowed him to be the monster that they became. You know what I'm saying? As crazy as that sounds, that is true as fuck, man. I've been hella thinking about that because I've been doing these digs on, on music and I've been so fascinated by it. Like I was going down the road. Like I was just listening to Hyrule. I was listening to Bell. I was listening to a lot of the, the quote-unquote backpack rap. But when you think about a lot of that stuff, they did, it's like books. They hide messages in their fucking music. And there's so much music, it's just hard to find the messages, but they're there. They're there in plain English. They're just written in this kind of slang and poetry. You just have to find these clues and nuggets on how to, you know, <clears throat> live a prosperous life or a righteous life. Like, there's a lot of great MCs out there that were able to talk about, you know, positive things and, you know, help people. And a lot of them are just talking about the story of life. And what you see is this dynamic of good and bad. And it's like, shit, dude. Like, it's crazy as it sounds when I look back. Hip hop did really put a lot of those uh, innuendos in your head. They did put an image in your head. And and depending how it how it fell and how you were brought up, you're kind of subjugated to kind of the stuff you got a held of. And that clearly dictated a lot of behavior. I mean, and I definitely, you know, lived my devilish side. I mean, that was easily part of the game. Being drunk all the time and partying, that's shit you see in music videos. Like, this is what we want to do, right? It was like, yeah. We're all doing it when really you're like, I don't know, but fuck it. I guess everybody's doing it. And it's just like, holy shit. I did not have control of myself. And I allowed, you know, whatever culture to allow, to dictate my behavior. Looking back at it. And I'm like, damn, is this something that, and when we go back to the rite of passage, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think, I really think so. Because there's just a, a lot of dumb stuff that we got to go through and realize like, okay, this is stupid. And it's it's funny because like, you know, I have a I have a teenage nephew, and there's that part of me. It's like, okay, man, I gotta like one. I'm I'm fearful, and I could be stupid, but it's like I'm fearful in the sense of like, I just hope that he doesn't get caught up with the wrong people, mm -hmm. right? That steer him down the wrong path, or you know, a uh, subject of police brutality or not having respect. From my experience with him, he's not that bad, right? You know, good parenting, in my opinion. Obviously, I could have a very bias on it. So, I get weary of what he's listening to or what he's around because you want him to go. I want him to be really successful. But at the same time, I got to step back and let him kind of figure it out to a point. I let him fail. And then I'll come in like, you see, like, I'll, like a kind of like a, you see like a master. You see, son, you know why you failed? You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that yeah. feel, like why'd you fail? Mm -hmm. You know, or why'd you fall? And, and you know, but kind of like on Black Panther, I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah. Which is a dope movie to me, but, you know. I love that movie. It's so, it's so deep, like people. Yeah, like, the way they, the like, way that it is. Yeah, it's, it's way deeper than what the movie is. Like, if you just, the, the storyline and the idea behind it, I'm like, yo. Like, the way they ended it was deep as fuck. <laughs> it's so weird to say that, like, that was a Marvel movie, but that was, like, a movement movie. That mm -hmm. was, like, a civil rights, not only just people in general, but a humanitarian movie hidden in the Marvel movie that, like, was dope. But then when you realize the message, too, you're like, oh, man, even doper, you know? Because, like, one of the ones I, I took away, and I still say this, one of the things that stood out to me was when he was, like, talk about i can no longer take the sins of my fathers and my fathers before me i gotta stay you know so part of it was thinking to myself like I, you know what i 
like also on slavery in America. I can't blame the white person now for something that happened that was not in our control. All I can do is take the moment that we have now and try to make it better, right? And then part of it was how Killmonger, um, he felt left alone. And the, and the ideology of it, the American black people are disenfranchised from African black people. And let's not forget that it was the African people that sold the Africans to America. You're not going to any country and just jacking your people, not back to, you know what I'm saying? They were already jacking the people that they enslaved or they mm-hmm. sold. Yeah. So, and I'm not trying to sit here because I'm not saying like, oh, like to enslave people that many years and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is in the reality that Africa sold Africans. Mm-hmm. Sure. And those those are the two parts where I, when I'm watching, I'm like, you know, kind of, <laughs> this this is way deeper than what people are even like can even see it right now. Yeah, Man. it really is. It it was yeah. I remember watching that movie and like. You know, drinking the purple drink. Oh, I was like, yo, man, they even got the purple drink in there. Like, dude, that's great. The grape yeah, soda. Racism, <laughs> but it's like, but then it's like, also it's like kind of like uh, symbolic to, you know, drinking the Kool Aid, literally. Like, they yeah. just Kool Aid in the belief of how you run this thing, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? I just yeah. Remember, but I no, like, that's know? the subliminal. That's the true yeah. subliminal right there. So it's like the heart shaped herb, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, like, talking about at the end is like it's it's better that we come together than build up walls mm. you know because my my firm belief especially after the open heart surgery is we're, we're on this earth to share the world our presence is a present you know and we mm. all have a gift and that was our main that was our divine god-given ability was to share this gift that we have unfortunately because of selfishness and greed we want to block off that gift to people because of either hurt and selfishness and greed, you know? But the reality is when you see if some of the, the more successful people, you know, and whatever you define as success, those people are usually sharing a gift. That's each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm the friend. <laughs> right? Oh, that was deep, man. Yo, yeah, <laughs> dude, that was deep. <laughs> that shit was deep, bro. Sorry, man. I, I mean, I guess. That shit was deep. Yeah, man. Uh, I feel you, man. Yeah. No, that's... Dude. This is a good conversation. I think uh, my takeaway, I've been thinking this the whole time, man. It's just... Life is... Uh, it's two sides. It really is. It's a balance. And we're trying to, you know, make the right choices according to us. And, and it's a balance. And I think the way that you approach it and the way that... I feel like I approach it as well, I think is healthy. And I think that's how people from both sides, because I think they're doing the same thing to each other and it just causes more division. Even though yeah. I may lean one side, doesn't necessarily mean I am married to this idea because these are people too. And these people, a lot of people are my friends. So it's not really a divide. It's more complex than just, you know, white and black, you know, gun, no gun, pro-choice, choice. Like it's way deeper than that, you know, on a lot of levels. 
it's 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 so i mean like there's so many movies about balance that like when you look at it it's crazy you know like you know miss me i you talking about find your balance things so you can't mm-hmm. just practice all the time go get your girl mm-hmm. um the whole i like i remember when i was a kid and i looked at the yin yin uh yin yang right and mm-hmm. i thought that was just the greatest thing ever because you have a, a black side with a white dot in the middle and you have a white side with a black black dot in the middle and they balance each other out and it's just like it's like the 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 ultimate sign of balance right and then you talk about like even let's go with the new star wars right it's so funny because it's like the uh, you know they're talking about ray coming up it's like the 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 a powerful dark side and the light to match it you know what i'm saying so like there's a way and even this this covid stuff I believe in God, and I believe it's kind of a sign for some balance, for us to slow or roll, slow yeah. and roll. Mm-hmm. Focus on what matters in the home, your health, both physically and mentally. You know, these are these are. Then think also focus on your finance. You know, that's me. That's what I'm thinking. That's the things I'm getting at. It like not only just you, your finance companies need to figure out their finance. Oh yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, like slower roll because there was a lot of uh, uh, super gains in stock markets and stuff like that. But I, I mean, my theory is that it wasn't real gains; it was manipulation of gains, meaning like getting rid of jobs, mm-hmm. getting rid yeah. of people, and have them do more. And yeah, market manipulation easily. Uh, more revenue, more production. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, there's a, there's a balance to everything in life. And once you become balanced with yourself, you, you, I think when you're talking about happiness, I think that's where you're going to find the happiness. Because what's going to happen is once you get centered, right? Once you get centered, and I and I really believe it sounds. I know. It sounds no, man, that's the truest shit I'm hearing right now. On certain things, mm-hmm. you're like, when something bad happens, you're like, okay, I can get through this. When something good happens, you embrace the moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You like you embrace, you embrace the moment of the bad, like okay, this sucks. How I get through it? You embrace the moment, like okay, let me. This is good happening. Let's enjoy it while it lasts. While it yeah, lasts. yeah. You know, real. I do have a question that I want to ask once we get off. The, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can shut that. We can shut the now. Um, yeah, sky high. Thank you, Marcus. Again, always a, a gracious conversation. Uh, yeah, these are fun, man. Um, yeah. Until next time. Yeah, man. Yeah, I really, really do. I, I hope I don't sound crazy. No, hell no. no you can't. Hold on. Let me, let me shut this down.